It's recording. Comedy Mushroom Colt. This is a podcast uh, on Golden Ox Studios now, and Golden we did Ox. that. Golden Ox. Uh, we did a very understated uh, release that we're on there because I mean we've recorded there every time in person. Uh, Jeremy's a beautiful, lovely person that we love very much, and uh, I don't know when he posted that we are a new podcast. It wasn't that exciting. So uh, us releasing that is happening isn't that well, exciting. The mistake is that a lot of new podcasts will say, how do I get out there? And they'll they'll start off on Silver Ox Studio. That's a mistake. Don't make that mistake. You go straight to the Golden Ox. All right? Golden Ox Studios, Tremont, Ohio. You don't go to Silver Ox. You don't go to Bronze Ox. You don't go to that bull in Chicago. That's all bullshit. You go right to the source. Jeremy's teeth. <laughs> I'm very upset that you made a gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> that just made me physically ill. Um, it's first thing no. in the morning. My soccer team's winning right now. It's halftime. I'm all jazzed up. What soccer team is your soccer team? Newcastle United. They haven't won a game yet this year, so it's a huge deal. <laughs> Big day for you, who's uh, apparently a Formula O fan, uh, oh. like a closeted one. I don't think you, you've watched a race this year. but um, Dude, What was the last race where we won to it? McLaren won to it. That was last week? Yeah, I rewatched the race. Did like, you? I, I didn't watch it live because it was way too early. But then during the day, I was like, oh, I got some time. And I watched. They're, they're not that long. Only like an hour and a half, two hours. That's why I like it. It's an hour and a half, two hours. I missed uh, qualifying today. Lando uh, qualified for the poll this morning. Um, of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't watch it because I was sleeping in. Um, but I mean, it was at seven. Like it's not that early. Um, and it's also in yeah seven in the a.m. Eight o'clock your time. So I mean, it's not like that crazy early. Way too early. Um, I mean, maybe for you who like is just internationally known for like jet setting and staying out late and being all over town doing a thousand shows but for those of us who are old and washed and only do like three four shows a week or if that um you I don't know just went to, you went to chicago this week for a show and you're like you're like mr jet sir i think you switched time zones maybe i don't really know but no it's just tried. an hour and it's it's two hours away you tried to you tried to i stayed local this week and you're like i was in the big apple or whatever it is that was uh, some, not the shit on this guy because I don't know his name, so he'll never find it. And I I guarantee he doesn't listen. Uh, but it was some dude who so this club that I did, it was a very and it's like a nice club. It's the size of the funny farm. You've done funny farm, right? Uh, three times. And then I find, I got a host weekend that it was like the second weekend after the shutdown. So um, I've, I've never actually like done it done it but i've done guest spots there wonderful club dave dave rovich is super nice too yeah dave's the best he'll write you a 25 dollars check which is hilarious every single time um but and i love i saved it like it yeah. was like the first check that i got for comedy like i've been paid cash before yeah. but i was like this is the first check and it was very official and i kind of like it for that reason but it's funny every time that you get a 20 or 25 dollar check um but uh this club was like the same size as funny farm it was in um, like we have it's called the corners here, but like, you know, those like outdoor malls where you can like walk from like store to store or whatever. But it's like yeah, a shopping Park. center. Crocker Park, dude, people go nuts for Crocker Park here. OK, yeah, it's the same thing. And then um, 
But you, like you I mentioned forgot. Crocker Park to women like in their mid forties, they'll lose their goddamn mind. You say well, hey, you want to go like Crocker that, Park at like eleven a.m. Oh my god! Yeah, so say, like is there I, a bar Louie doing brunch? There is. There was a bar Louie there too. Doing brunch? Uh, it wasn't brunch time, so I don't know. They were doing brunch. They they, they, were, they, they probably, had specials it, on on what is it mimosas? Mimosas, Bloody Marys, Bloody Mary bar. It's got to be a Bloody Mary bar. And then, where they just uh, give you the cup halfway full of vodka, and then you add your own like tomato juice, and then yeah. celery, and they put cheese curds in them up here. Like it's like a whole meal. My favorite uh, brunch maneuver is when restaurants do like unlimited orange juice, but you have to keep buying the champagne or whatever it is. Which that's fine because I don't drink. So I wish there was a place around here that did unlimited orange juice. Because <laughs> I love orange juice, but it's like $7 a glass because they think people are going to get mimosas. No oh, good. But no. I so it's like, a brush with you and you just be like, keep the OJ coming. <laughs> dude, <laughs> every time we go to brunch, I make the same stupid joke with Ashley and I'll be like, Yo, can I get a virgin mimosa? <laughs> and she's just like, I hate you so much. <laughs> and I never ordered it that way, but like every time we go somewhere, like I'm gonna get a virgin mimosa, and it's just like, fuck you, dude. This it's not just say orange juice. Um, if you order it that way, they're just gonna throw it in your face when they get back to the table. And I would deserve it. Yeah. Um, but no, so I did go right after work because it takes like two hours of Chicago traffic to get down there. And so it's like in the suburbs of Chicago and I forgot like another shirt to wear. And I was like, well, what am I going to wear on stage? Cause I'm not going to like wear like work, like polo shirt and like what I've worn all day. Cause then I just look goofy. And so then when I parked, I was like, oh, there's like a thousand stores here. So I like went to the store. Um, I forget what it was called, but it might as well been like, just like a, a Spencer's that sold t-shirts and so I just bought like some weird like drug shirt and but like so I did the set and it's like it's open mic night but each comedian gets their own table so like you're at your own table um like watching the show and like the comedians are like in front and then anybody else who shows up is sitting in the back and it's like very weird because like the comedians have to do uh two drink minimum just like the crowd would have to do it. Oh, yeah, because I think you texted me about that. So what did you do? What did you drink? Did you have like, you're like I'll take a Coke and then a ginger ale? Well, I had, so um, they had Heineken Zeros. So I got a couple oh, Heineken yeah. Zeros and then a water. But it was like. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it was like, all right, dude. Like, I, so I had two non-alcoholics and a water. And so like, not like complaining about how much it costs, but like I paid $25 to do comedy that night, which was very weird. But uh, I don't know. It was like it was nice. And it's always fun going into a new club where like like I know the guy because Tyler Ross like hooked me up with like what the booker's oh, cool. name was and all that yeah. stuff. And so like I walk in, I say hello. And they're always like, hey, uh, like how long have you been doing comedy? How much time you have? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, so I told your them, fucking business. No, which is like the booker was fine. But then like the host was also like sitting people down like at their seats because like you since you have like the two drink minimum. Like, yeah. I was 15, so I was sitting at table number 15, which is, like, a very weird thing, but it's, like, very interesting. And, you like, you can yeah. keep track of, like, who's going up. And he, but, like, so you get Walmart, an entire, how big are the tables? <laughs> like four it's, tables? like, a small two-person table. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
like it's literally the size of the funny farm maybe smaller so it's like packed in and it's like a small two-person table and like i were walking to my table because i had talked to the booker and he was like yeah i book people off of the show like that's how it works um have a good set blah 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 blah, blah. which like whatever it's my first time at a new club i'm gonna have a good set regardless and like I mean, but like, you know how it is. Like, I'm going like, to, like... They don't, they don't know the machine just walked into the building. They don't know I, that Papa Bear uh, came and he brought some heat. <laughs> but, like, it's not like... It's so... But, like, I'm going to sit down and, like, the, the host so, what, slash... When they're, like, when they're like, how long have you been doing comedy? You just give them, like, vague answers. Like, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, like, very nice because he's like, how long have you been doing And that's, like, seven years almost. <laughs> like and he's like oh well uh how long like how much time do you have and i go like realistically like a really good 20 and he's like oh okay like um well all of my hosts do 15 which is like a long time for a host to do yeah that is a wild long time for a host like around here most hosts do like 10 and here it's like 7 10 yeah yeah so it was like 15 which makes sense like you have announcements and then you do like 12 like really after all their long announcements so like whatever and he's like my features do 30 which most features are like 20 25 so like which is why i said 20 because like i can anybody can do 30 minutes of stage time but if you want like real like polished stuff i have 20 maybe 25 if i stretch it and then like his headliners do uh an hour but it was just like so like the host slash guy who sits you at your table the whole time we're walking he's like yeah, he definitely books people from here. Um, my recommendation is like do your best stuff, but like also do your best clean stuff. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, hey man, you were here the whole time. I just talked to him. Like, it, like, uh, like I get that you're trying to be helpful, and I'm not gonna be a dickhead to your face and be like, yeah, man, I know. But it's like you just heard me say that I've been doing this for seven years. That I have 20 minutes. I just talked directly to the booker like right off the rip like at like if it was somebody who was brand new trying to like get into I, it like that's great advice but when you just heard somebody be like hey i talked directly to no, the guy it's who not good me. advice he's like he's like advice. hey man piece of advice go out there do your best all right don't half-ass it Show it's him. also open mic night so like i understand like if i like to me it was like if it's an open mic night, I don't care if it's like Skyline or if it's Laughing Tap, like I'm at least going to try something new, but I also have done there more than once. Like this is yeah, my first time at a new club. Exactly. If you're right. at a new club and you know the bookers there, nobody in their right mind is going to be like, I think I'm going to skip the greatest hits tonight and go straight, go straight for some floppy boys that I don't know if work, if they work yet. Well, here's Nobody's going to do that is watching uh the rest of the people that were there like this is and it equates to funny farm very directly um and even like fun it was like a blend of funny stuff and funny farm where like you can tell that they're very good to newer people like they they will let like newer people work on stuff and like they try yeah. to like cultivate like newer talent like they don't work with like established people very often and i'm not established by any means i've just been like doing it longer than like a lot of those people so like you like it was like a lot of like brand new people and raw people who like can't get into things like in the city 
to like go do it like in this like suburb of Chicago. So it was like, I, I saw where he was coming from, but it was like, you just saw me like do like the professional thing of like, oh, hey, are you Glenn the Booker? Uh, Tyler told me to say what's up and like try to hit you up for some weekends or whatever. Like you just saw me do that pitch. Like, you know that I kind of know what I'm doing. Let's assume that I might have a couple of jokes. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I still don't like understand always how to act in clubs, I think, which is part of my problem. But a lot of it just seems like common sense. So when somebody gives you like blatantly obvious advice, I'm just like, why? You know what I mean? Well, they want to be important. They want to like, you know, that guy yeah. that like, um, and I mean, I'm not throwing him under the bus, but like, like when before, like now when I see Jimmy Graham, like he like we know each other now and we know we know each other now like we yeah. haven't had any issues but like for like a while like every time he would see me he's like oh what's up i'm jimmy uh you should try and it's like we've met a thousand times i know what you're doing you're doing that i come here all the time you only show up every once in a while like people like that stature of like hey like i've got some like wisdom to tell you like everybody likes to be that person oh and- my giving people advice i don't like do you like i like talking comedy with like friends like you and joe and and brett or whatever but like when somebody actually asks like hey can you give me some advice on this i'm like i really rather not because it's gonna be different for everybody anyways you know i like do when it's like something simple because like there was one time at the gyro open mic that this kid showed up and like murdered his first time but it was just like you love to see it well, it was 20 of his friends were in the crowd and he was uh, telling like friend jokes. And so like he crushed it. So then he came back the next week and it was like half as funny because like four or five instead of 20 people were there. And then he like asked uh, Nick, the host of the gyro, he asked him like, can you like, invite my what friends next happened? time? Huh? <laughs> like, oh, can yeah. you invite my friends next time? <laughs> but he was like, but he was like, hey, like, I've been wanting to do this more like how where else can I do it and Nick's like I just honestly host this spot like and Nick pointed him towards me and he was like and this kid just comes out to me and he's like hey uh Nick said that you're the person to ask about comedy and I was like I'm the exact wrong person to ask about this like I don't yeah but you know the shows so like that I get the what are the mics you I mean like I hate it when people ask you advice and they're like like, it's someone you don't know, and they're new, and they're just like, hey, what should I do with this bit? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I barely know what to do with my bits. Well, and that's what I told them, is, like, last week you were really funny, but, like, this week you were half as funny because half as many of you, like, that story that you told was funny to your friends. You need to find a way to make that funny story to, or that story funny to everybody. And he's like, well, how do I do that? And I was like, well, that's, that's you just got to do it. Like, that's the part. Like, that's what I always tell people. Like anytime, like nobody ever asked for my like direct opinion or like advice, but I'll just be like, if, if they do, it's like, you just got to do it. Like everybody's bumble fucking through it. Anybody who gives you for sure advice on like how to do anything doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, unless they're like, Hey, you just got to do it and figure it out for your own. Like that's the only solid advice that anybody's ever said. I hate it when people ask you to, uh, this is like a big pet peeve of mine, is when somebody like wants you to listen to their set, but then they don't record their sets and listen to it themselves. And I was like, it's not important enough for you to even listen to. And you want me to listen to it. Yeah, I wanted you <laughs> that to listen to my set last like, week. 
I huh? never asked you if you listened to that set, and I don't think you did, but um, it's that? fine. That one that I texted you last week. Oh shit! No, I didn't. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a big deal because, like, I like I literally never do that, but it was like, um, and I was telling Tyler about this because, like, I've been texting him more, trying to like get down in Chicago more, but like, it's one of those like it takes a like obviously I write a lot like I don't like physically write but like I'm like constantly thinking of new ideas and like jotting it in my phone and trying a whole bunch of new ideas but like it takes a lot for me to get excited about a bit for me to like want and it's like the dumbest way to do it but like I'll get excited about a bit and it'll like work really well off the shoot but I know it can be better so then I just obsess on that one bit until I get it right and then I add it to like my act and then I start like doing another one so that's why it takes me forever to like add five minutes to my set because like people will be like how much time do you have and that's why i'm like i have 20 minutes that i'm happy with and like if they would have been like how much stage time can you do it's like oh a half hour i could do a half hour easily but i'm gonna hate 10 minutes of it because those other 10 minutes aren't fleshed out yet and that, that's the other thing too is because somebody like that like how much stage time do you have question how like do you count crowd work in that like are you allowed to do crowd work because if i'm allowed to do crowd work i can do a lot of time i don't like i'm, I'm good doing like 10 minutes of crowd work well and that's like that. well that's why you're not supposed to do it for like that's why pete doesn't like it and it's crowd work there's an art to it and it's definitely a skill and it is something that like i was better at when i started because i didn't have material you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it was like, I would have to like lean on it. And that's also like when I've like, and I've probably said it a thousand times on 8,000 different podcasts, but like when I first started comedy or when I first started watching comedy, I thought you came up with everything on the spot. So when I figured out like you had to make an act like that put me back like four years from even trying it. Cause I was like, in no way will I ever be able to write an act. Like there's no way in the entire world that I'll be able to say the same things a thousand times. And now I have jokes that are six years old. I'm still telling. Like, so, like, is, it's, uh, it's so fun to think of me like, <laughs> like little baby boy, Ray Going up to somebody at a bar and being like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And they're just like, are you writing jokes? And you're just like, no <laughs> like yeah like it's well you should and you're just like <laughs> well and that's like for for real like because i would like when i first started like i would go up to like the stone tavern and like i would have like little jokes and quips that i knew like worked if like something wasn't working while i was up there but like i would like hope for somebody to be talking loudly or like somebody to like heckle or say something stupid and then hope that they were still there. Like, and, and you see it all the time. Like, and it's so funny when you see like newer people and they're like, oh, that guy left. Like, I was hoping he would still be here so I could say that thing. And it's like, well, fuck. Like, and you like the shit on it, but it was like, that yeah. was 100% me. But like, that's also like the same thing as like crowd work. And like, that's the, that's, it, it counts and there's an art to it. But I don't think that counts towards like the time of it is because you're depending on, something to happen in the crowd for it to be funny or somebody to answer it's almost like the reason why i don't like improv and like why it's like why our little dumb thing is funny is because like you know what you want the crowd to say because you have some like you've basically crowd work you've basically kind of written the responses or like you have something like canned that you want to bring up or like when something happens where it's like like that guy going 
I've got more money than you. And you can be like, oh, you've got more money than me? And then just that's funny. But like like the bewildered, you've kind of like nailed that down. Yeah. So two things. Like one, when that money thing happened, like I talked to Joe Graham about it. I didn't see that coming. Like when they walked in, I did crowd work to them and I thought they were cool. So when he like tried to pick a fight with me, I was like genuinely caught off guard. I thought that I had like the room on my side. Everybody was having fun. And then he just started like actually like heckling me. And uh, I've never had someone say that to me on stage before. So I was pretty surprised by it. Also, he shouted out how much money was in his bank account, which was insane. Well, right. And that's a, but, but like just for like the point is like that's nice to have that that skill like you doing crowd work so often. Like when somebody like when something like that happens where it's like, oh, now I can do two, three, four minutes on just this dude because I have the skill already yeah. lined up. But to be like, hey, I've got 20 minutes of material and I can do 10 minutes of crowd work. It's like, yeah, I can do 10 minutes of crowd work too, but it's not going to be good like but, for a whole 10 minutes. I think, like, I know that you're not going to like this sentence, but uh, I think my favorite <laughs> improv suggestion that I've ever gotten uh, is somebody yelled out like HVAC one time at a show and like the dude in charge of the group picked it because he was like, that's just like insane. And when he picked it, I was like, fuck, I don't want to do scenes about HVAC. And then it's like still one of my favorite like improv sets that I've ever been a part of. But so that's like, a perfect, like that's a perfect prompt because HVAC, like you can build so much around it. Yeah. Like I have an air conditioning problem. Okay, now let's build the scene around the air conditioning problem where it's not really the air conditioning problem. But it's like the inner person. It's like The Walking Dead, where the zombies are just like the exposition to deal with like humanity is the actual problem. Where like HVAC, oh, my air conditioner's leaking. Oh, and then like you have like your, like you can do anything bounced off of that. That's why it's yeah. a perfect prompt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. But like, it's one of the ones when you hear it, you're like, what the fuck am I going to do about HVAC? For sure. And that's why, like, it's, that's why I like our improv joke is because, like, like, everybody's, like, we want to, like, whittle it down to, like, no, that's not specific enough. And then you get it to specific and you're, like, well, that's too specific. That doesn't work with anything yeah. that we have. And, like, that's, that's the same thing with, like, crowd work of, like, um, like, somebody's just, like... Er, and uh somebody brought it up on like the rogan podcast once where they're like i saw you deal with a heckler by saying like you had to like you learned how to whisper from like a cabbie or like from a newspaper boy in the 30s or something like that because like they were like yelling <laughs> and then joe rogan's like yeah i've probably said that a thousand times <laughs> like, oh. like but it's like one of those like every time it's like some sort of like like crowd work's great and like doing that is good. Like when it actually happens and like when there's like something that insanely happens in the crowd and you like have to do something about it, that's when it's yeah. a good skill. But when you're like, so what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? What do you do? It's like, come on, dude. Like you're just fishing for something you have material on already. I only do that like once or twice though. Like if you're doing crowd work, I only ask like one person, what do you do for a living? And then you got to change the question with the next person. You can't keep asking the same question. Well, I'm not like, talking about you specifically. Oh, no. yeah. We're talking about like the idea yeah. overall of like, but you see, and that's why people don't like crowd work is because they have the, or like bookers or like, that's why Pete doesn't like it is because it's like, all right, you have actually 10 minutes, but you say you have 20 because you're going to do 10 of crowd work. Well, what happens if the crowd, what happens if there's four people in the crowd 
Now you don't have crowd work. What happens if there's like this? Now you've got material to back it up and all that other yeah. shit too. So like, it's not you. It's like, that's the whole point. And then the other thing is like, we all know that like, like we'll pay attention to other people on set because or on like stage because we want to know what's going on in the room because like we want to feel like that's what kind of makes our like group a little bit better is like we want to know like the environment like how everything's feeling what's swaying one way or the other yeah. and like where we can like fit something in where a lot of like headliners and like features who've been on the road who like are just like jaded don't pay attention to comedy at all so like if somebody like if you're doing crowd work then the headliner goes up and does the same fucking thing like he just loses the crowd instantly and then it pisses off the headliner which i get and i understand that and like i still think i could do like a solid 25 without crowd work oh for sure but like i don't know if someone like if someone was like like a low level gig was like hey we're trying to book a headliner how much time can you do and you know you're gonna be the last comic i'd be like 35 i'd lie get that extra 10 minutes from crowd work and then feel good about it too i wouldn't feel bad about that i know i can do it you know what i mean well, and that's why I answered the question because I in I apparently the that booker at this new club like it used to be a comedian, so like I don't like and I like to try to be uh, like completely honest right off the rip anyways. Where if he would have just been like, "Hey, our features do a half hour," I would have been like, "I could probably stretch to a half hour to make that." Yeah. Where like in in all reality, I'm gonna crush it as a host there. Like I I've got a solid fifteen that I know works. And yeah. I've got a, a 20 that I'd be 20 stretch it to 25 that I'd be willing to take other places because I've seen who features on the road. Like I can, I can be that good. But like, if somebody was like, can you headline? I'd be like, I mean, how long of a headlining set 45 an hour? Like that's going to be hard pushing it. But if you need me to close out a showcase and do 30, 35, I could. If yeah, I had I've to. closed out showcases like that and I've done it. And that's like, the, that's the place to be, baby. That's like, that's way more fun than I thought it was going to be. It's like closing out a showcase show and doing like a half hour. Well, there's no stakes. None. Absolutely none. Like I've done it in Toledo. Like I went and like closed out. It's basically an open mic that has like a a headliner. And like, they're like, do 15, 20. And I ended up doing like 22, 23, maybe. But like half of it, you can just like fuck off because it's not a real show. People aren't really paying to see it. But when there's like real doubt, like when somebody's paying me, like, let's say you're a headliner, you're getting a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars for the weekend. Like, I couldn't go up there and be like, yeah, do you know what? I earned this fifteen hundred dollars and just being like shit. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. That's just me. Yeah. I, I don't, when, how, so how, like features, what's, what's like the max that a feature will do? Well, it depends on like this club said 30, but like what happens, and I was talking to Chris Harvey about it, when he does Toledo, uh, the Toledo Funny Bone, a lot of times they'll do a feature just into the headliner, so just have like a regular opener, and like a lot of like um, theater acts just have like a feature and then them, like they don't have like a host. Um, Uh They'll have a couple guest sets. Like when I went and saw Tom Segura at uh, the Roxino in Akron, like he just had Josh Potter open and do like 15, 20. And then oh, Josh Potter was out. just in Cleveland. He opened for uh, Andy Letterman. Yeah. So like he opened for, uh, for Segura and it was just Josh Potter, then Tom Segura. So, but like in Toledo, um, 
Chris Harvey says that like a lot of times, like they'll book you to do 2025, but you have to have at least a half hour ready, especially for like that opening night, because like the headliner might be running late or something where I've seen like features like at the funny farm. uh, The one time that I opened for Kevin Farley, the feature had to do like almost 45 to an hour, like the second show of a night because Kevin Farley left and like, wasn't coming back from the hotel. So like he had to like stretch from 20 to like 35, 40. And then Kevin Farley finally showed up and then did his like headlining set. Why was he late? He just took his time. Um, He was in, so he had just come in and the original contract was one show Friday, two shows Saturday, but they swapped it to two shows Friday, one show Saturday and his management didn't tell him. So he was under the impression that like he was getting swindled into doing two on Friday, two on Saturday. And so he was like, well, I'm not leaving the hotel until I talk to my manager and his manager wasn't calling him back. Oh my God. That's awful. That probably happens all the time though. Honestly, I was like, that seems pretty, I also like imagine being at that level and someone's like, Hey man, you want to do an extra hour show? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Well, but like, and if, but in his book, like he just showed up and then was like told, like he thought he was doing one show. So then he puts it all into one show and like, he didn't know he was doing a second one until after the first show. So like, you just get off stage and you're like, I crushed it. And then they're like, all right, let's roll it back and let's do it all over again. And there were six people in the crowd for like the late show. So it was like, all right. So they think like that you're trying to like get them to work for free basically but what was the worst part is like uh the feature so like i do my like 10 minutes or whatever and i bomb really bad because it was like the late show and there's six people and then the feature goes up kind of brings him back does his like and i was like trying to tell him to stretch because they weren't here and he only saw me like he just saw my phone and thought i was lighting him so then he like stopped and then I had to go up and I did like another two, three minutes, which the people hated because I already bombed and they hated me. And I was like, well, we're wait- like something happened with the headliner. Did you want the feature to come up and do a few more minutes? Yeah. And then he like goes up and has to do another like 15, 20, like off the top of his head. It was just very, it was very awkward. Yeah. I mean, I did that show. I think I told you in, uh, I got paid to do that bar show in like Toledo or in Sandusky. Yeah. And there was like somebody, there was like something else where like people were worried they weren't going to get paid. So I wasn't supposed to host. And like the second night of it, people were worried about money. So I ended up hosting because like half the comics didn't show up and we're like, we're not doing the show. And then they had to drive a half hour to get there once they agreed on the money. So the show started like an hour late and then those comics left. And so I like had to do like a 20 minute host set up front. (laughs) That's very weird. Well, and that's like those shows always seem like an like when I saw like everybody on that show and I texted you and I was like, this is going to be an experience. Like, because it was, those it was ones a are terrible shady. experience. Yeah. It was shady. It started every their shows were supposed to start at like 10 and they both started an hour late. So we didn't start doing stand up till 11 PM. It's just like, well, that's and why they put were... 30 people on the posters because half of them aren't going to show up. Well, they all showed up too, but then everybody did like, 10 15 20 minutes headliner did like a 40 minute set so the show's like two hours so like you don't want a two-hour show that's ending at one in the morning no that's no the crowd worst. wants that 
keep it to 90 minutes or less. And starting at 10 or 11, like that's prime, like just like regular bar hours too. Like I yeah. could see like seven or eight when it's like between dinner and like actual people showing up. And there was like a, there was a bouncer at this bar and like the, I was talking to him all weekend. And the second night he said, uh, he goes, I really like, you know, doing the comedy shows here. And I was, I was you know, why? And he goes, uh, because there's usually a lot of fights at this bar and, and nobody's gotten in a fight all weekend. It's been an easy weekend for me. <laughs> It's like, oh, he just likes it because people aren't showing up to kill each other. <laughs> like, I mean, that's one way to do it, up. I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I'm excited. It's like it's it's getting into comedy season, and it's like, even though I don't have like a lot on my calendar you for comedy the fall, season? yeah, because like so, spice season. huh? Pumpkin spice season. Yeah, I mean they overlap. But I mean, it's like it's summer starting to end and because like but like even like especially in the Midwest, like I guess a lot of places don't have to like comedy can go on all the time because the weather's the same all the time. But like I feel like in the snow countries or snow cities and in states where like the summertime, it's gorgeous all the time. Like you can like go walk around and do it. But like winter and fall is when it starts getting dark at 430 and like you want to be like out doing something and there's like not a lot to do because the outside's shut down like it's it's comedy time like and i was like kind of i was kind of not feeling good about my schedule because like i didn't have anything on the books for the fall yeah. but now it's like starting like i'm starting to get a lot of these like one off like shows that are like in cool spots so i'm really excited about it yeah i guess i got to try and get like another i don't have any like bigger sets coming up and that bums i was like having like one like really good show to look forward to and i don't have any you know 20 minute sets coming up which is a bummer yeah i've been adding like and that's been like the weird thing is like you get used to like because like all the mics here are either four minutes which is very wild or five minutes which is like standard but like a lot of what doesn't make sense to me is like the laughing tap and like a lot of these mics will have like five minute spots and then four minute spots and three minute spots. And like people will sign up for the four and three minute spots before the, like when five minute spots are still available. And it's like a very weird, like it's, it's kind of nice because people are pretty self-aware that they don't have like a good five minutes, but it's also like, all right, how are you going to get used to doing five minutes? If you don't just like have to flounder for five minutes. Yeah. That's a four minutes is weird. I don't know why. Do you have you have no mics that'll give you like ten minutes? Um, there's one on Sundays, but they don't have a microphone. So like, okay. do it. I mean, I've I've acapella. done it. Yeah, like you just do it acapella up there. Like one guy brought like a like a uh, blowhorn, like one of those handheld ones. Gross. And like was doing it, which is a, I mean, it's kind of like making fun of the mic itself, but yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, like that one gives you 10, but there's no like Chris Kettler's around that are like, we'll give everybody 10 minutes and it doesn't matter that you don't have 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, I think that's we'll give it to way. you. Nobody gets paid. Nobody gets paid, but you'll get yeah. the time. Yeah. That's, I need to text a guy who can't, he drove from almost like, uh, I think he's Milwaukee area. He drove from Milwaukee area to go work that club, Kettler's club. And was like, 
and he had saw like I put some post up about how they don't pay because I was just like I wanted to be like grateful that like I'm further in comedy than most people who ever do it because like I've made a dollar doing it but like I'm nowhere near the top but like that's like good I think it's a good reference point to be like hey even though we're just like hosting or like doing like 15-20 minutes that's better than 99% of the people who have ever tried it and like of course it's like worse than 99% of the people who do it professionally but like still to be in like the 1% of people who have like made money doing it is actually really cool and but if like you've tried it you're like really in the 1% cuz how many that's people That's also true. try it which is terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Which is like and that I also put that like I put like my like serious post up. Ooh, brand new coffee cup. Thank you. Um Sorry, I had to get a coffee refill. Um, but uh, like I put that like corny post up of like, I just like I want to be the dude who like because you have like those people who are like right from the rip, they knew they wanted to do comedy. And like I've always known I wanted to do comedy, but like yeah. I was always like scared to do it because you're like, well, you're supposed to get like a job and do this, and like just like going for some like weird pipe dream just doesn't make sense. And then it was like like literally everything in my life had to have just like gone in the shitter where I was like, Oh, like there's, there's nothing to lose. Why not try doing this just once? And that was like, why not try showing up to Michelle's open mic? Like just to like, see if it's something that I like, that's what it took for me to be like, let's try this. And now it's like, Oh, like, and again, that's like suck my dick, my own dick or anything. But like, I like, I go to a new club do like a five minute set and like they're emailing me to like hopefully like to like figure out a schedule to like actually get paid to work there like going from like being terrified to even just like say that you want to do it or try doing it to like try to do it professionally well so you did that last night or two nights ago uh thursday night whatever night so did you just drive home then and go to work the next day yeah so what time did you get home um, I got off stage at like nine. So like I oh, got that's home not at bad like, at all. I got home at like ten forty-five. Not bad. In bed by midnight, you're good. Just about. But then like the worst part is I have to wake up for work at like five thirty, five forty-five. So like that's what sucks about it. But um and just like being in the car for four hours, like like two hours there, hour forty-five back, like your body hurts because I'm in my thirties. But um I mean, we did it like that's so that's like the equivalent of me going to Columbus for shows, which that's like the one thing is like it's nice the clubs by you have open mics where they can scout talent because like here I don't know how to get in at like most clubs unless I know somebody because like I don't think the Liberty Funny Bone does an open mic and that's like most of them have it, but like it's also very hard to like go to and that's that's a good thing about here is like they take it seriously because like outside of Chicago or like in this area, nobody really like grows up around there and then like decides to get in comedy and they do, but like a lot of times they like leave or whatever. We're like in Ohio, like people will like do comedy and then they just like, but that's also like the hard part is like, all right, you go to like the funny stop open mic. Like that's where you do it the first time. Then like Pete who books it sees you be terrible for like two, three years and then when you start getting better, he's like, yeah, but I've seen you be terrible for two or three years. And like, he does a pretty good job of giving you some leeway, but like here a I little think- bit, a little bit, 
I but still like, haven't got a hosting weekend. How funny is that? But you've seen the people who have and see the leeway that he gives some people. And okay, well, fair, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. It's not equitable. Well, but like that's the point is like they can be there all the time. We're like you can't just like go hang out at the Liberty Funny Bone all the time and yeah. just jump into a host spot. We're like here. I think they're more used to people like being a little bit more transient because like especially at that club. Like, people will go out there, do their open mic set, then go into the city and do more open mics. Where, like, in Ohio, they expect you to, like, sit through a lot of the show or, like, be there to talk to them for a while. Like, there's not a lot of, like, Cleveland, there's, like, mic hopping. Like, you can do that. But, like, here, like, people, like, are chasing to do entertainment stuff more because, like, Chicago's got, like, Second City and, like, all that, like, history of, like, improv shit. So, like, they're used to people, like, jumping from spot to spot where it's, like, if I show up at, like, CG's, the club that I just did, talk to the right person, do a good five minutes. He's, like, oh, he's actually good, but he lives an hour and a half away. He's not just going to come down here and hang out. Like, the same thing with Skyline. Like, I'm going to go do my set then go home because I'm an hour and a half from home. And they don't take it personally. We're like, if I go to the funny stop and I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this, then drive a half hour to Cleveland. He's like, well, why don't you hang out at my club? And like, that's where it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's still like an hour. You know what I mean? I don't know. <clears throat> Look at you drinking from a Barber City coffee mug. Hey, man. Did got to represent even in, what are you from? Kashanka? Waukesha. <laughs> you can say Milwaukee. It's basically Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, dude, it is, is. I mean, my name is it's... Raymond, son of Theodore of Kashanka. Kashanka. Ingawa or whatever. Wingapo. <laughs> but what are you excited about? How is is how's your important open mic going? Uh, we did a show, and that's the one I got heckled at Thursday. It was our show. So we're doing it at Coda and Tremont for the time being. Actually, what, happened really with like, a, what happened with the other bar? Um, It's easier for them to book like a Grateful Dead cover band that they know is going to sell out than comedy, which is a good business move on their part. I don't really blame them, but it does suck because we like wrote out the whole pandemic. But I thought we'd be able to get like one weekend night or Thursday night every month still, and uh, we haven't we didn't have one for like they couldn't give us one for like october and november or december even and we were just like all right we gotta find another venue so yeah that's like i don't want to run a show but i want to do like that's what's kind they've started coming up again but like doing like a cool little like showcasey thing like i've always just had like this idea for like what I wanted to turn Water Street into when I was running for a little bit is like do the weekly booked mic, but then once a month have like a headliner and then whoever's been like doing well at the like booked mic, you have them be like the host and like feature for it. And like, I think that that'd be a good idea that could kind of take off here because you can snag people from Chicago who will drive an hour and a half for 50, 75 bucks or whatever. And you can get like a name for it. The only, the only reason I don't like have you the only reason I don't like that is like I have that we run that Monday show at the Imposters Theater now. Yeah. And there's three of us hosting it. So that's nice because like if something happens or you can't make it one week, it's covered. But like hosting a weekly show by yourself every week just doesn't sound fun to me. 
you have to do, uh, and that's my thing with it is like, you have to find the venue. You have to talk business with the venue. You have to deal with other comedians to book the show. You have to deal, like, let's say nobody shows up for it. You have to feel bad that nobody shows up for it. Then you have to like, yeah. You, and then you have to do it weekly. Like and it just booking water street was like the, like, cause I was like, all right, the first 10 people who messaged me, you can be on the show. And then like somebody who's like better than you would have on the show anyways, gets in touch with you. And you're like, all right, well I can add, like, it's just like that weird, like politics game of the whole thing. And then like, I would just rather like, Hey, you make the show. I'll show up to it. I'll do my stupid skits and then go home. But then like, that's how like, you just see like all these goons around here. Like that's how they get, like you can just tell whoever's like booking the Milwaukee improv. And I mean, it's an improv. So like they know what they're doing, but like they oh. show up, they like, they show up to the like open mics and see who's hosting it. Or like they'll go to like something else and they'll be like, oh, he must've been doing it longer here because like they show up and like see that they have that initiative yeah. on it where it's like, all right, cool. They might be good at like running a mic, but like, I guarantee you I have a better 10 minutes than them. But just because I don't want to like produce a show doesn't mean that I'm not a better comic. So can I, can I tell you what's going on in my life? Yeah. Uh, Newcastle was winning one, nothing. Uh, I keep getting the notifications and then they were, and then they tied the game. So they were, you know, tied. And then the other team scored a goal, and that's why I looked so stressed out for a minute right there. And then I got another notification that was like, JK, he was offsides, no goal. What a wild roller coaster this sport is, all right? Well, here's what I'm upset about you now, um, is you just told me that you wanted to talk about your life real quick, and then you just updated me on soccer texts. And yep. that's, uh, that's, that's uh, I don't like it. Why not? That's a... Because that's, that's sports, not. Uh, that's true. That is sports. When are you gonna get a haircut? By the way. Sunday. Are you? Who's yeah, doing I, it? Uh, Great clips or? On the record or off the record? <laughs> oh, we don't like. We got Golden Ox money now, baby. We don't need Great Clips money, so you can do it. So. Uh... <laughs> We dropped Great Clips as a sponsor because I don't want to give Jeremy 20% of all the Great Clips money. Here's the thing, though. If I just want to be able to say that we're sponsored by Great Clips still so that when we start driving NASCAR, we can put that on our car. Uh, but I it's not Great Clips, unfortunately. That's okay. I got mine done yesterday, and it wasn't Great Clips. And wow. Yeah. I can sell it. But I mean, here's the thing. It's like I tried to go to Great Clips for a while and then they just like didn't want me, you know? These yeah. guys these guys appreciate my business and I can go and be like the cool white person and then get really jealous when other white people show up. Yeah. So uh, to be honest, I wasn't planning on getting a haircut. I didn't want to get one. I wanted to see what it looked like real long. Um, but like somebody I know is filming a commercial for a barber and they needed someone with long hair to get it cut short as like a before and after to be like look how good this barber is and uh i'm getting paid to get a haircut so that's cool that is pretty cool yeah are you gonna add it to your imdb um no but i would this is like i was talking to michael bush about this and then I, i've talked to gregory that does like the flamingo city stuff with me i want to get like a uh i think it, what's it called a a, a, a reel 
together that has like all of the clip like clips of you acting so that like if you actually want to try and get acting gigs you send them your reel and they're like this is what he can do look at him yeah how do so how do so many cleveland people get acting things like because that's like a thing that i've been seeing i mean not even just acting but like and i know cleveland's kind of a little bit of a film hub and i know i guess that's what you're looking to it but i like see mers working on like film shit all the time like well, Mers is, even Bill like, Stone has been like in fucking like he's been an extra in a bunch of shit. Like how yeah. is Cleveland like a hub for so many people getting into that shit? So like on extras, I think like well they'll film movies here. So if you want to be an extra, I think they literally post my Craigslist sometimes. Like you can just like for help wanted legit. <laughs> like that's the easy ones. But like Mers is an actual cameraman. He's real good at what he does. Those guys in all this mustache, the sketch group are also like all super talented film people. Um, this is like uh, Jake. I got it. You know, like Jake Barkus that does the taco truck stuff online. I know the taco truck stuff. Yeah. So like, I, I did one sketch with him, and I just happened to be in a good mood that day, and it went really well. And so he's like, just used me for stuff since. So like, most of the film stuff I do is through him, or like other people I just met during comedy. Like every every gig I've gotten is like from somebody I met doing comedy. So it's pretty tight. Yeah, that's like one of like the the little things I miss from like doing like the networking shit. But it's also like, how do you <clears throat> like? That's my big thing for like all the time. It's like obviously like I met Jorge De La Rosa in Kent, who like does movie shit and all that. But it's also like, am I going to spend an entire afternoon like hanging out and get like I did it with him the one time and he, like he was making zombies and shit like that. And, like, they put, like, latex shit on you for, what like, all day. But, like, I spent an entire afternoon at his house, which is fine because he's, like, a buddy and it was, like, hanging out with, like, a bunch of friends. So, like, I'm not complaining about it. But, like, we literally shot for maybe five minutes. And it was, like, I was there for hours. And it's just, like, man, I could be doing so much other stuff than just this where I could get, like, a bunch of other shit done in that time. So it's, like, very hard for me to, like, dedicate that much time on doing it and it's the same thing with networking it's like all right i can and i usually show up to shows like an hour beforehand yeah. anyways like that's when i do it but like i could either be driving home and get some like decent sleep so i'm not like a cunt all day tomorrow or i could like sit here until two in the morning talking about dicks with like these goons and then maybe one of them like does well, commercial I, shoots I, th I we've talked about this before but i feel like i'm a better writer when i'm like not going out grinding every night yeah, this yeah. is like a slight topic change but like you mentioned going home and getting a good night's sleep but being able to go home and get that sleep and then like the next day when you write your brain's not like what the fuck's going on <laughs> it's huge well and it's like and not even to like and it's not a it's not a huge change but it's like especially with my like yoga and meditation and all that shit like i my brain works like i don't have as like many crazy thoughts that turn into like jokes but like more refined, like the more that you just like sit and stop doing everything all the time. And I think like that's one of those things that I've learned over like the last year is like I could be out doing like 20 shows a week, but are they better? Like, am I better for doing that or am I better doing like two or three and like actually doing it well? And then having that extra time like in the car or like at home, like relaxing when like something will like like jump up and bite me for an idea where that wouldn't have happened if I'm like constantly working on like just getting sets in and it's like that weird balance of like 
yes, you need to like stay fresh and good. And obviously you're going to be better the more you do it. But also I know before like COVID when I was doing like a million shows a month and like constantly working at like going to different mics and like going from one mic to the next, to the next, to the next, like you're just tired all the time and you're just doing the same shit forever. And you're just getting better at that same shit. Like I didn't grow as a, like I got better as a comedian, but I didn't grow as one by doing that. Yeah, I uh, I think like when you start, it helps more, but then it's like diminishing returns. So I don't know. Yeah, and I mean it's especially like I mean like you said yesterday, not to like air your laundry out, but like and when this yeah. finally comes out, but it's like you just need a night off. Like you just like yeah. at, at a certain point, like you just over like yeah, it seems like like yeah, I want to book every single thing. And then when that night shows up, you're like, well, I've been dealing with like two months ago, I'll book something. And then it like shows up and you're like, I don't even fucking want it. Like I've been actually you, grinding. So I don't want to do this now. You know, what actually like, does make me feel bad is I'll have those nights off. And then like one of my high school friends or somebody will be like, oh, you're not doing a show tonight. You want to hang out? And it's so hard to just be like, no, no, I don't <laughs> I just want to like sleep. <laughs> I've always been, but like, I've always been good at like, and I've gotten way better at it now, like, especially, like, now that I don't, like, drink or whatever, and, like, especially moving, like, it's way harder, like, when I go back to Cleveland or something, like, when I was back, and you're just, like, hey, want to go to, like, this, like, wedding party thing, and you're, like, well, I'm having a great time, like, yeah, obviously, I want to go, like, we're having fun, like, we're going to keep the night rolling, blah, 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 but now when it's, like, I wake up, go to work, take care of the dogs, go do a set, and, like, yeah, it'll be going well, but it's a lot easier just to be like, like, I'm not like, I don't have like five years of friendship with these people. So like, there's people that I get along with and like talk to and hang out with, but it's like, I don't have that, like, well, I'm not going to be here or I haven't seen them in a while. Like these are just like basically work acquaintances. So it's a lot easier to like separate yourself from it. Yeah. Oh, calling them work acquaintances is so weird to me still, but I mean, but what else would you call it? I, just, like, I was going to let that silence sit so long. I loved it. No, yeah. It's, but like, I mean, are you going to hang out with like, and I like Vaughn as a person, but are you just going to like chill with Vaughn Wesley? Yeah, no, but. Uh, but he's I mean, somebody like when you go do a set, like you're going to hang out and talk to him. Like the people that I work with, I'm not going to go like hang out with them all the time. But like when I'm at work, like there are people that I talk to and it's just like, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I think uh, I mean like we've talked about that before the only people there's like a handful of comics that I'm actually friends with and I'll hang out with outside comedy everyone else just see us shows so it's work acquaintances Timothy Chalamet Uh, fucking Timothy Chalamet well like that but that's like and it's almost like that same conversation that we had with Bill of like Bill Squire can I ask you a favor real quick yeah Call me by your name. Timothy Chalamet. I've I've never seen a Timothy Chalamet movie. Neither have I. Also, my dad's calling me. <laughs> I mean, dude, on speaker, we can end. Like, I mean, just say what's up to be like, hey, dad, I'm on a podcast. Can you wait a second? Hey, dad. Uh. I'm like on the internet. You want to know what's up? What's going on? Tell him I said what's up.
Ray says hello. What's up? I tried to describe a podcast to him. You heard it and it broke him and he just hung up on me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's been about an hour. Call your Uh, dad. We can do this. I've got to post the other stuff. But yeah, just text me later. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, man. (laughs) Bye.